Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Rosa Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. So we are in the final, final of me not having theme music right before I start talking. <laughs> welcome to part five of the Therapy as a Christian podcast series. I really, really, really hope that this has been such a blessing for you as it has been for me to share such a very raw raw series about how therapy as a christian got started um so we are in part five of this series and i will be interviewing sharnika thomas who you're gonna love me and sharnika actually have an interesting story so i think we talked about a little bit on this interview but i'm gonna get the real details so me and sharnika dated the same guy not at the same time But I dated him when I was in high school. And then when I was graduating to go to college, she dated him. Sharnika was like a year or two younger than me. And Sharnika ended up going to the same college that I was going to at the time. And we did not like each other, sis. But we never communicated. And it wasn't until a couple years later when we had the opportunity to just talk to each other. And we found out that all the stuff that we didn't like about each other because he had told both of us things about the other person and the other person didn't like the other person. We ended up finding out that none of it was true. (laughs) And so we ended up becoming friends. (laughs) And so life threw you some lemons and we would just make lemonade. And so, yeah, so we ended up becoming friends and I ended up interviewing her for this episode um, of the live stream that happened last year. And she just has a dynamic story. She talked about her breakup and how that really impacted her mental health and the way she viewed herself and just identity and how therapy played a role in that and her relationship with God, even to the point of just describing like it was tough, literally just getting out of the bed. And so I really, really hope that you enjoy this. I hope this um, interview identifies with somebody and I know that you're going to enjoy it. Make sure you follow her on Instagram and all of her other social media platforms. She's such a sweetheart. And I know that you're going to enjoy her so much. So we will be back. I'm taking a break next week. So you won't get an episode for Christmas, unfortunately. But I'll be back the week after um, in January in 2020. And we will be back with more um, episodes and interviews. And I'm super excited to be super refreshed and ready to serve you all. So enjoy this episode. And I love you so much. And I will see you in 2020. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. If you 
about watching the replay. Thank you for choosing to click on this video. I am super excited about this um, live. I'm super, super, super excited that you decided to watch this. Um, my name, for those who don't know me, my name is Rosalind Postlewaite. I am the, I guess you could say, founder of Therapy as a Christian. I um, have had the wonderful opportunity this month to interview so many amazing women. Um, and today I'm, super, I'm topping off this series. I'm going to be interviewing one of my good, good friends, my sister, my girl, Sharnika Thomas. Um, and you all are in for such a treat. I've been like anxiously waiting for this interview. Um, and so I will be bringing her in in a minute. Um, but for those who don't know, or have not had the opportunity to tune into the live series. Therapy as a Christian was a I guess you could say like a God idea that was started from me. I did two live stream series back in we're in the month of July. So June of myself talking about my experience with therapy as a African American but also a Christian woman and from doing those two live streams after doing those I found that there were a lot of women that were going to therapy and talking about their experience and so from that I extended this series of therapy as a Christian as a way to not only share other people's testimony but also um, just be able to give insight into other people's lives and what they've experienced in therapy. So this month I got a chance to interview Diavola. Um, that was the first week. The second interview was Janae McLean. I got to interview her last week and this week I will be interviewing Sharnika Thomas. Um, so I'm going to bring her on in a second but before I do um, I just want to let you know that if you have not seen the other two videos of the other videos they are on my timeline. They are made public, so you will have the opportunity to um, see those videos if you would like. So, before I really kind of get started and bring Sharnika in, I am going to just kind of read two scriptures that we're going to delve into, but I want you to kind of think about as we're talking about this um, topic of therapy as a Christian, um, if you haven't had an opportunity to watch the full series. I... Um, I want you to kind of think about these two scriptures, Revelations 12:11, which states, "Hey, Diavola," um, which states, "They triumphed over him, meaning the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not live; they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death." And so, basically, what that means is that we overcome the enemy by our testimony, by sharing aspects of our lives that are important. And so, from these women and even myself sharing their testimony on their experience with therapy my hope is that you get to get just freed from different things you might be struggling with yourself so the second um scripture that we're going to also have in our minds in meditation is proverbs 19 20 which basically states uh, listen to counsel and receive instruction so that you may be wise uh in later life which basically means there's nothing wrong with seeking wise counsel wise counsel in being wise um so just having that in your mind thinking about that is super gonna be super important if you are thinking about um going to seeking therapy so i am going to pray really quick and then as soon as sharnika 
I see Sharnika, I'm going to add her in. And so um, really quickly, we're gonna pray. Father God, thank you for this time, Lord. I pray that in the midst of me and Sharnika's um, interview, God, that you allow the Holy Spirit to be in the forefront of this. Um, I pray, Lord God, that you just allow her testimony to bless people. I pray that you allow not only her testimony to bless people, but allow others to take what they listen to and step out to go and seek counseling, seek therapy, Lord. I pray that something that Jaharnika says tonight touch someone that might be struggling in relationships or past breakups or something that might be struggling with insecurity, God, that you just touch their hearts, touch their lives. And I thank you for this opportunity to be your vessel to share your love among your people. It's in Jesus Christ's name, I name I pray, amen. So let me see if she is in here real quickly. And if so, I'm gonna add her on here. Okay, so she's not on here yet. I'm going to, hold on one second, y'all. Okay. All right, here she is. Perfect. In. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah. How are you? I am girl? good. How are you? Good. I'm super excited about you being on here. You look beautiful, by the Thank way. Thank you. So do you. Thank you, honey. Okay, so first of all, I just want to say thank you for coming on here live. Um, I know that lives can be sometimes intimidating, so I just first want to say thank you. And um, so we're just going to kind of hop in real quick. Um, you and I have some extra things that we'll talk about, but I just want you to, one, introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, what you do, and just kind of introduce yourself. Okay. So I am Sharnika Thomas. I am an occupational therapy practitioner. Um, I also have a blog that features lifestyle, health and wellness, and faith. Um, it's noblenika.com. Noble spelled with the, um, the number one. So you can check that out. Um, it kind of goes into detail about some of my experiences with therapy as well. So mm -hmm. that's pretty much what I do. Yes, yes. Okay, so you and I have an interesting story, Sharnika. Mm -hmm. um, we actually are friends in a crazy way. Mm -hmm. um, we met kind of when we were in college. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, she and I actually, which is an interesting story, y'all, um, dated the same guy. So when I was in high school, I dated her boyfriend at the time when she came to college and we went surprisingly to the same college. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. um, really interesting. We didn't really like each other at first. Not at we didn't all. Really... Not at all, girl. <laughs> not <laughs> at be all. real and not try to play it. <laughs> not at all. Enemies. We did not like sure. each other. Even... And never spoke a word never. to each other. Never. Never. Never, never, never a positive word to each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> we never had conversation with each other because mm -hmm. we just, I guess, in dating the same guy, just thought each other were B words, I guess you would say, quote unquote. But we just did not like each other. So it's crazy that we're even on this together. I know. We kind of like know our story. Right. It's crazy that we're even doing this together. Right. So... Uh, the enemy has a funny way of doing things. Well, let's just say that what he had planned did not work out. 
it worked out for right. it worked out for a greater purpose because you know right no if you had told me three four or five years ago that we would be in this position that we're in now i would not have believed it at all at all like and it's no way. funny and, but when and we um that... it's actually funny oh, how yeah, when we um when we just you know had a conversation and we, we talked to each other about some things how we realized that we had way more in common than not and you know exactly. from that stemmed a friendship that has still you know years later we're still very mm -hmm. good friends who know a lot of personal yeah. stuff about each other you know yes girl about anything so it's just crazy how you know and that just goes to show how sometimes the enemy he means things for bad but you know god can take some of the things that we least expect and turn them into something for a greater purpose like it's bigger than us exactly you know exactly exactly and like she said even us being very similar in spirit like it's crazy that we are very mm -hmm. similar in spirit and just personalities like sweet everything so i'm so excited that god changed it around and Me that too kind of just and not even i think for one both of us gave us closure um very much stuff. very much so mm -hmm. very much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm excited i we had to give that little disclaimer because i don't think y'all know like we really did not like each other at first and it's a blessing to even know that like she is the way she is because she's such a sweetheart like beyond uh -huh. what i thank you Rosalind. so are you you're welcome, you're welcome. <laughs> okay so um i just want you to briefly give your test or briefly or whatever you feel like you want to kind of share in the beginning your testimony and how long have you been saved and or in a relationship with god okay so i have grown up in church my entire life um i was very active in church um my parents made sure i was involved so from the choir to liturgical dance to you know my mama was a sunday school teacher everything i have been born and raised in church all my life um i want to say i got saved around the age of 10. Um, that's when I decided to join church and get saved. But um, I will say that I really developed a personal relationship with God. I would say from um, college, like a serious, mm -hmm. that's when like life hit me big time and I had no choice but to, you know, go into depth with my relationship with God and seek him from not just what my parents had taught me and from things that I had learned um, growing up as a child in church, but from my own personal experiences and revelations. Like that's when my relationship with God began to flourish for sure. And I will say that over the past two years, for sure, it has gotten way, way, you know, deep into depth with some of the things that I've gone to. Um, I had no choice but to, you know, run back to him at the end of the day with some, mm -hmm. you know, I would, you will lose your mind. So um, basically my situation, I, I um, went through a really bad, breakup in college and I think that's going all the way back to where we began our friendship and you know our similar yeah. um I so I dated this guy um from high school end of high school into college and it was a, a huge emotional roller coaster um I went through a lot of things that I probably should not have experienced so early on um mm -hmm. a lot of emotional abuse a lot of you know, somewhat physical, uh, mental, it, it took me in a whirlwind for sure. Um, so, you know, it took me a long time to bounce back from that. I realized, you know, even then that I was, you know, losing a lot of myself in that relationship. Um, but it wasn't until I got into my second relationship, um, which was 
I want to say after I graduated from college, so about 2014, end of 2013, 2014, um, I started dating someone else. And everything was going really, really well. Um, we had stemmed a friendship before we got in a relationship. And I knew for sure this was it. This, this is it. This is it. I had got through, you know, I hadn't dated a whole lot of people. I had been in a long-term relationship prior to him, but then I got in this new relationship um, and he was my friend, you know? And so mm -hmm. I thought for sure, you know, that this is, this is it. I, I'm not one to want to, you know, bounce around from guy to guy and be in a whole lot of relationships. Right. So, you know, in my mind, and which is a good and a bad thing, I'm gonna get into that too. Um, yes. Immediately, I'm like, this is it. This is gonna be my husband. We gonna, we gonna go through the ins and outs. The Girl! This is it. <laughs> didn't happen that way. <laughs> okay. Um, um, you know, uh, things transpired in their relationship. Um, he ended up cheating. And I want to say that that devastated me to the core. Um, after that relationship, I went through a serious, serious, serious depression. Um, and initially, I didn't even recognize what it was. Um, you know, you have those feelings after a breakup where you feel like, okay, this is normal for me to be crying and heartbroken and sad, but it started to become, some of my feelings and thoughts were starting to become abnormal. Um, I withdrew a lot. I don't want to talk to my friends. I don't want to talk to my parents. I didn't have any interest in doing some of the things that I really enjoyed doing um, prior to mm. the relationship. Um, there were some days I really didn't even want to get out of the bed. Like I had to talk myself into going to work. Um, I just didn't want to do anything but, you know, lie in pity and cry about the things that I had, the, the feelings that I, that I had that I couldn't explain. Um, I would pray. I would pray for hours. I mean, I would come home from work. I would, you know, wake up in the middle of the night. I mean, on my face, praying for hours, reading scripture, listening to podcasts, YouTube videos, whatever you want to call it. I was doing it. And I just couldn't understand why, um, you know, I was doing all these things, but I was still having the same feelings. It's like, this is not, you know, this is not normal. Something, something has to be done. Like, I need to go figure out why I'm still feeling. Like, you know, we all go through heartbreak, but it shouldn't be this hard for me to get over it. From yeah. The past. I'm yeah. Like, I don't want, this is unhealthy. So in my mm -hmm. mind, I figured, you know, it was time for me to break the cycle. You know, this was, this mm -hmm. had been um, my second relationship like this. And they both had a lot of similarities that I didn't even want to recognize at first. And so I started to mm -hmm. notice a pattern. I was like, okay, this is becoming a pattern. You know, I'm kind of dating the same type of guys, you know, seeking the same type of things. You know, something something's not right. So mm -hmm. for myself, not only aside from the depression that I was dealing with, I felt like, you know, I didn't want to continue the pattern. You know, I wanted mm -hmm. to, I was like, I want to, one day I, I do want to be a healthy wife. I want to be a healthy mother mm -hmm. because generational curses are real mm -hmm. and the things that yes. we feel, we pass on to our children, you know, and I didn't want, right. you know, I don't want my future daughter to experience some of the things that I, that I was experiencing because I didn't take the initiative to seek the help that I needed. So mm -hmm. I, um, I decided that it was time for me to go to therapy. I was like, you know, mm -hmm. we, there's this huge stigma against going to therapy. And I will admit, I was guilty too, because initially I was like, I'm not going to talk to nobody about my business. Like, if God can't fix it, it ain't gonna get fixed. <laughs> Come on! Okay, okay, I'm gonna pause you right there. I'm gonna pause you right there, because I'm gonna take some steps back, because I wrote some things down. Okay, mm -hmm. so you said you dated this guy for four years. Mm -hmm. So it was four years of time that you were dating. Did you know he was cheating? So, okay. Did I know he was cheating? The first relationship was about four and a half years. 
And then the second relationship was two and a half years. So okay. um, I had my intuition, as all women do. I had we my always do intuitions that it was some things not adding up and going wrong. And mm -hmm. I actually, believe it or not, I actually had one of his friends come to me and tell me that he was cheating prior to me finding out for sure. Um, the first you know, guy or the second guy? The second guy. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, you kind of be in this little, little denial mode, like, no, not not mine. Like, certainly he not. No. Um, so I can say I was kind of in denial about it, but um, it came to, to, to light for sure that it was, you know. Especially when you're not, like, a girl that is like out there like this especially like, especially like, like okay and not, not to say this is this is a bad thing i don't know what it is but like when you hold yourself to a standard you think surely surely you would cheat on me like you why how why <laughs> i love the lord i'm faithful i'm smart i got a good job clearly yes. And you know, it, it, it was it had gotten to a point where you know there were some we were we were button heads about a lot of different things because we we had been brought up two totally different ways. So mm -hmm. even as far as you know our um, spiritual life, you know, and the Bible does say be equally yoked. And sometimes we try not to that. we try to mix up our yeah. own little yoke and think yes. that we can make it work. But you know, I had to learn that it doesn't matter if God is not in it and He has not ordained it. It doesn't matter what you do; it's not going to work. Yeah, God is because not you bless are carrying he's not a part extra of. weight, right? Right, exactly. and you're carrying extra weight. Exactly, you're, especially as a Christian, and in the Bible talks about being unequally yoked, and I'll kind of get some feedback to this. So, a yoke is basically what's put on two oxen right. to pull weight to to basically plow the field. Right. So, when you're unequally yoked, one ox is not holding its weight, and the other one is having to pull the weight. To pull of the weight. Both. Right. So, not only spiritually are you holding the weight of another person that should also be equally with you you're pulling all this extra work exactly. to try to sustain something exactly that is not meant to not supposed to be sustained. exactly exactly so unequally yoked is spiritual physical if you have a co-worker that's unequally yoked you're carrying the weight it, it goes into so many other things so i'm glad you said that because a, a lot of times we don't know we're unequally yoked with right. someone until crap hits the fan. Until basically. crap hits the fan. And you know, it had got to a point where I, it was desperation. Like I would do, I would have done anything to make that relationship work. Anything. And that's, that's, that's wrong. Like, you know, that's right. pretty much putting a relationship before God, which he does not. God mm -hmm. is a jealous God. He does not want anything before him. And, you know, yes. I was starting to just sacrifice a lot. I was going to move out of this, uh, out of Memphis and move, you know, to a whole different city. I was going to pick up my whole life and change everything about me for, you know, to make my relationship work. And it's so funny that you talk about the unequally yoke because, you know, I kind of correlated it to, like, you know, uh, an iron. So it's so funny how, you know, when you, when you first get in this relationship, you're so sharp. You know, you like this sharp iron. And then you, get this, you get this person that comes into your life and not necessarily always, you know, take from you. But you you spend so much time trying to hit this. This is the person is the wood and you're the iron. And you just hitting this wood, trying to make this wood sharp. And in the meantime, this wood is making you dull. 
And that's exactly mm-hmm. what was happening. Yes. It's like, you know, we, yes. we don't realize we, we go into these, any kind of relationship, not necessarily man and woman, but friendships, mm-hmm. like you said, anything. We go into these relationships strong, iron strong and sharp. And we, we let people mm-hmm. take from us and drain drain us mm-hmm. spiritually, mm-hmm. physically, mentally, emotionally. And so we just become so dull, you know? And yes. I had to learn that if somebody is not pouring into, you can't pour from an empty cup. So if I'm constantly no, pouring you into you and you're constantly taking everything that I'm pouring into you, but not replenishing what you're taking from me, it's not mm-hmm. gonna work, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I even found yeah. myself praying all the time, God, fix him, fix this relationship. And I, you know, I look back on it now and I laugh because I'm like, how dare I ask God to fix somebody for me or to fix something? That, Girl! The fact that I was, I can't even believe that I used to pray that God, please just fix him, fix this for us, make this work. No, because God is not going to But even with it. that, right, and even with that, sometimes, and not to even say that this sometimes we can get so blinded by what's going on mm-hmm. that we don't see what's in front of us. Like I can even think of past relationships with guys and even relationships I had, you know, I, I think it's just hard to kind of feel like you're confident in the situation when in our reality, God's like trying to get you to see this is not for you. Exactly. If you just hear me out, come to me, I will feel you. Exactly. Come to me. And it's hard to even see that sometimes. And then it gets to a point when you're out of a relationship and you're like, I'm really seeing all that was drained from me. I I was sifted, like the enemy sifted me. And it's just hard to even like come out of that sometimes. Yes, yes. Hindsight is definitely 2020. Like you don't see it at the moment because you're you're dealing with it. You're in the moment. But, you know, once mm-hmm. you start going through that healing process and you literally, you know, you just throw, once you surrender, that's what it is, surrendering. Because part of it is yeah. losing control. It's you, I, I know yeah. for me, I don't like to not have control. And I don't like to, to not yeah. be able to know. I have a huge problem with not controlling my life. And I'm getting a real you good lesson. To the choir. I'm getting a real <laughs> good lesson. On the fact that my my life is not my own. I don't I don't control, right. you know, it's it's God preordained everything that when we were formed in our mother's womb, he already knew right. what what exactly. our life was gonna be and you know what we were what right. we were gonna experience and everything. And so it doesn't matter. We we don't have the control. So, you know, Mm-mm. when we no. when we try to steer our own lives, what do we do? Crash and burn. We end up right. in, in exactly. accident after accident after accident because exactly. we need to be the passenger and let him do the driving. Right, exactly. And it, and I think, like I said, it takes, I think sometimes God allows us to hit rock bottom to mm-hmm. say, I was literally been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. If you had just listened to me, yeah. I literally would have, if you had just listened, I would have been here. I have got everything you need. Okay, so, okay, so exiting your second relationship and kind of coming out of it, what do you think, because depression is so subtle, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I need like you to kind of delve into a little bit of how subtle it was okay till it got bad when you withdrew i think that's withdrawing is kind of like one of the initiating things mm-hmm. to talk about the depression the time frame it was before you really sought counseling and what that was like so i will say okay initially even after the breakup um we tried to make it work believe it or not um mm-hmm. i was like um i'm not necessarily ready that, that going back to trying to control my own life I was not ready to let go so we tried to make it work mm-hmm. and it was not working um 
But what really happened was, you know, um, I went through run through this phase. I don't think people realize when when you when people cheat on you, it's it's not just about the physical thing. It's not just about you know, the betrayal. It does something to your mind. Like the enemy played so many tricks on my mind. I started to question everything about myself. Everything is my job not good enough? Am I not pretty enough? I started going to the gym hard. Like I'm like maybe I need to lose a little weight. You know, I was just I started questioning things about myself, not realizing it didn't have anything to do with me. But mm -hmm. so that all of that came full circle to me. You know. It, it caused me to, you know, lose that self-esteem about myself, that confidence. Mm -hmm. um, I started to not want to go out places because, you know, I felt like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I'm not as pretty as I thought I was, or maybe I don't got this together. Like I thought I started second guessing my career, everything. Um, I literally did not want to do anything. I didn't want to do anything. I did not want to get, it hurts to get out of bed in the morning. It just hurt because I felt mm -hmm. like, okay, here I, here I am today. I'm going to have to wake up and deal with these thoughts all over again today. And, and I, I mean, I started having panic attacks, anxiety. I would be at work and I would just feel myself can't breathe. And, you know, I was going to the bathroom and just cry and just have to talk to myself. I didn't even know what that was. I'm like, am I losing my mind? Like, why am I? It was just mm -hmm. coming randomly because my, my, mm -hmm. my own thoughts were just like eating me up, eating me alive. Mm -hmm. So we got to mm -hmm. a point, like I said, to where I was just like, I cannot, I'm miserable. I'm miserable. I cannot mm -hmm. live like this. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm losing myself. Mm -hmm. I look. I would look in the mirror and not even recognize myself. Um, mm -hmm. I had lost that vibrance about myself. I've always been, you know, a go-getter, focused on my schoolwork, focused on my career, you know, always looking for new innovative thoughts and ideas and, and creative ways to do things. And I had lost complete drive. I didn't have motivation to do anything. I didn't want to go to church because at this point I'm starting to get pissed off. Because I will start, and I will admit that I will get mad at God because I'm like, so you don't, you see me down here crying, you see me down here praying, my praying every night, crying. Girl, myself, you, crying. Just and you just cry. You just, I've served yes. you all my life. I've gone to church all my life. I was faithful in my relationship. I was good. And you just gonna let me hurt like this? I could not understand. I was like, so you know, I'm, I'm even mad. You ain't going to church. So mm. I was like, you know, this is not who I want to be. This is not healthy. I gotta do something. Okay, so pause before you get to before you get to that point because I need like y'all to see like this is real. Like you coming, and this is why I said even as a Christian woman, and I don't think people really understand like even people in the Christian community suffer Lisa. and have have problems with mental health mm -hmm. and even panic attacks. Like you don't even realize just how much spiritually the enemy attacks you but even physically like physically, how these things yes. impact your life mm -hmm. and so even using all of the resources going to god praying crying continuing to go to work in the bed like all these things that's why i said it's so important for your mental space it's so important so taken care of and i, I want to talk about because i don't want people to get the perception that even just a relationship might have caused this, mm -hmm. but it might have been years of things. Oh yeah, that might have even and I'll and I'll get into that once I get to that question. But it's important that you you all see just even as Christians, we all are suffering. We all are like, suffering. She said, "I've been in church my whole life. I serve you, God. I do these things for you." Mm -hmm. And even she experienced this kind of overwhelming yes. feeling. Okay, so. When you got to kind of that point of desperation, which I know we all get to, we're like, Lord, I am done. I'm like, just done. You either gonna help me or I'm through. Yes. Okay, talk to me about that. 
because that ain't even none of my questions. Go ahead. <laughs> um, like I said, it has just got to a point where I was literally, man, when I say, so after a day at work of, you know, faking, smiling, acting like everything is okay, because we do that real good, you know, we, we know how mm -hmm. to put on a real good fake smile and stuff, act like everything is mm -hmm. okay, and deep down, we, mm -hmm. we miserable. We don't even know how we're making it from second. And no second. one around you can and even no tell. no one around you will even know. And you don't want to tell too many people because you don't want them in your business. You don't want them to think, girl, you really, you tripping like this? Really? You really go, you really go let this, this throw yes. you off your game? So, you know, it had got to a point, like I said, I would come home, um, I, I stopped watching TV, and I would just listen to podcasts and watch these inspirational um, YouTube videos every single day. I would pray for hours. I remember one day, I think I prayed, I got off work like 3.30, I prayed until like midnight, straight. I was sweating. Mm -hmm sweating, praying, mm. but it got to a point, you know, and when I got finished praying, I would feel okay for the moment. And then next thing I know, when I got ready to lay down at night, cause that's when the enemy starts playing with your mind at nighttime, when everything is mellowed mm. out and you ready to lay down and chill, that's when those thoughts start coming back into your mind. Mm. I, would, I would have a hard time sleeping. I'm tossing and turning at night. I'm having nightmares. I'm waking up in sweats, um, panic right. attacks at night. You know, and I was talking to my friends and I was, you know, talking to my mom because we, we're really close about everything. And, you know, it was just like you people give you advice. Oh, well, you know, it's just going to pass. This is normal. You just got to let it out. Be true to your feelings. And I, none of that one, it was not helping. None of that was helping me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was still mm -hmm. having these feelings. I was still feeling the same way. And I was like, I just mm -hmm. really, I don't, I don't like this. I didn't like that about myself. I didn't like that about uh -huh, myself uh -huh. at all. And so what we do, and I even noticed it in myself, we find other ways to cope with our feelings. Girl, I was yes. going to the store getting a bottle of wine twice a week. Yeah. And, you know, pouring me a glass two times a night. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be an alcoholic if I, <laughs> if I don't Girl. get my life together. You know, we find other ways to cope. And I think that, that we do that a lot in the black community, especially the black Christian community. We don't even realize that we're doing it as a coping mechanism. We think that, okay, I'm just, you know, doing this, but it's, no, you're you're trying to cope with those feelings that yes. you're having because you don't want to deal with them. So it got exactly. to a point where I was at the low of the low, the low. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I can't pray and ask God to bless me with this type of guy. And I want to have this relationship and I want to be, you know, married and, and have a happy marriage. And, I, and I'm not taking the initiative and taking the steps to do what I need to do to make me healthy. Because one thing also yes. is, we, we we play the blame game a lot and I could put all the blame on my relationship, but it no, I, I can't say that it was fully the relationship. I had issues myself. I had some yes. things going on myself and I realized, you know, okay, Sharnika, you gotta do some things to figure out you. You know, you gotta mm -hmm. you, you can't even be in a healthy relationship if you're not healthy. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. what made me, you know, I felt like, okay, I need I wanna have a healthy mind. I wanna have, you know, I wanna have healthy ways to cope with my thoughts and my feelings because you know, when these thoughts come up, I don't know how to combat them. I don't know how to deal with right. them. I just sit there and indulge in them and before I know it, they overtake my spirit and they consume my mind. Right. And then it, it spins out of control in a whirlwind and here I am in a depressive state. So yes. I was like, I have got yes. to do something to heal my mind, mm -hmm. to heal my spirit, you mm -hmm. know, and that's what made me feel like, okay, it's time for me to seek therapy. Okay, so talk me through that, which was my next question. What, of course, what led you go to therapy, but what was the initial thing that made you, like, go find one? Um, so it would have to be that time that I told you. I, I literally came home and I prayed for that long amount of time. I mean, I really just, I poured, I was like, I, I just surrendered. I, I give up. I don't know yeah. what else to do at yeah. this point. And so yeah. the next day I woke up, um, 
surely thinking everything's good now. I'm gonna wake up and it ain't gonna be on my mind no more. I'm gonna feel good. I didn't, you know, let it all out. No, ma'am. <laughs> I was still feeling the same way. I was like, okay. okay. I, I, before I knew it, I was at work Googling therapists. I'm like, man, first, okay, well, okay. I Googled, um, you know, depression and anxiety. I'm like, let me see what, what I'm dealing with before I even, you know, because a lot of times we don't even know what we're dealing with. Right. And so exactly. I, I Googled, you know, what I was feeling, the thoughts that I was having. And, you know, I it, the first thing that kept coming up was therapy, counseling, you know, mental health, all this stuff. So mm -hmm. that's what led me to, you know, go ahead and do my research about going to therapy. And before I knew it, I had Googled me a therapist and I was in her office ready to okay so tell me the time frame before you went like was it um when you like or am i trying to ask like the time frame from when you booked her up and when you went like was it like a week did she take you in really quick because sometimes that takes time mm -hmm. and, like people look up somebody they'll call and they may not get in for a week or two like that so tell me about when you went what was your first session like even that too okay so it was a process um i did once I did my research, I did some extensive research because I didn't want to just go to anybody. You know, I did some mm -hmm. extensive research. I wanted to know your history, your reviews, you know, what you specialize mm -hmm. in. I preferred a female therapist um, for mm -hmm. my own personal reasons, just because I feel like more so, you know, I would be more comfortable and we could have a, a better relationship, per se. Um, so I did my research. I emailed her. Um, the, the, uh, the um, therapist is, which is actually Dr. Audrey Townsell at Calix Psychological Services. Um, I looked her up, I sent an email and what she does is she actually send you this packet and you have to fill it out. Uh, and it talks about your okay. childhood, um, your relationship mm -hmm. with your parents, your siblings, your last relationship, mm -hmm. how it's, it's deep. And at first I was like, she don't even know me. Why is she asking all these questions? But it's pretty yes. much like a pre-interview to know what I'm okay. about to, like, what, what are we about to, you know, delve into? I want to know who you are as a person. So once I okay. completed that packet and I emailed it back in, it was about, I want to say maybe three or four weeks before I actually came to my interview session. I mean, my therapy session, okay. I'm sorry. Um, my first interview, my first therapy session, it was interesting. I was so nervous. I was so because really? I like talking about my business. I'm so personal. Okay, so let me ask you this: Before you went, did you have a lot of reservations about going? Oh like, yeah, you... yeah. Okay. I went back and forth in my mind, like a lot of times about doing it. And I was like, I'm just about to cancel it. I can handle this. I don't need to go talk to nobody about my business. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's crazy that you know we even talked about the stigma because I I, I went to my parents first. Um, when mm -hmm. I first initiated going to therapy and I was like, oh my God, how are they going to react when I tell them? And, and to be honest, they were not happy about it initially. Um, my mm -hmm. mom was like, therapy, you, you, you going through something you don't want to tell us about what you finna start popping uh -oh. pills. I'm like, okay, see, that's, uh -oh. that's the first thing we think, you know, it's going to therapy. Mm -hmm. We're about to get on some medication, which was not. Yeah. The um, and you know, she was like, I brought you up in church and you know how to pray. You, you gonna go, you don't trust God. You don't trust that God can get you out of this and bring it. And in my mind, I'm, that, it made me even start question, second guessing my faith and questioning myself. I'm like, okay, maybe is this, am I questioning my faith? Am I really telling God that I don't believe in his works and you know, his promises for me and, and what he's told me he's going to do in my life. Is, is that really what's going on? Child, I prayed about it and God told me that this is what I want you to do. Like, this is what I want yes. you to do. So I went, 
Um, the first session I went in, I, I feel like I initially I already had an attitude. Like I went in. With <laughs> <laughs> I went in with. <laughs> I went in arms folded, sitting on the couch, like, "What you want to talk about?" Like I didn't seek out her. I'm like, okay. I I already had a talk with myself in the car. I'm not gonna tell her nothing. If she asked me, I'm not taking no medicines. I don't want to get on no depression, man. I, I had this already premonition of how it was going like to go and what I was going to your head of what it was going to be mm-hmm. like, basically. Totally okay. the opposite. Okay. Totally okay. the opposite. Okay, tell me about that, girl. Tell me how So, it was. you know, she was going to break the ice. And it, I will say the first therapy session, we did not get a whole lot of confidence because I was, you know, kind of in my feelings and my mode. But she was like, it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna break that. So you can come in here like this for the next ten <laughs> sessions. I'm telling you, we're gonna break it. And in my mind, I was like, "Girl, you ain't gonna break nothing. You don't know who I am. Like, if I don't want to tell you, I ain't gonna tell you." But I will say, the first maybe two or three sessions was consisted of her just asking me a bunch of questions about my childhood, about you know my upbringing, about my friendships. You know, a lot of weird questions that I was like, "Honey, I'm here because my boyfriend cheated on me. That's all. We, that's all we're here to talk about." And she was like, "Okay, we're gonna get into that, but I need to know this." <laughs> And before I knew it, it was mouth sealed. Like I was telling this lady everything about everything right. that I'm going through, everything that I'm feeling, you know, and it was just, it was like writing my, writing my journal on my diary, but in human form. Like it was mm-hmm. just, it was so crazy. I was just, before I knew it, I was, she was just sitting there and let me talk. She's just writing in her notebook, everything I'm saying, you know, and then at the end of the session, that's pretty much how it goes. She will, um, We'll come in with the topic first thing she asked me is how I'm feeling today, you know, and is, is there anything on my mind that I want to talk about? And then once we delve into different topics, she writes, she writes, she doesn't say anything. She just writes. And when I'm finished letting it all out, she goes into a <laughs> roast field. She roasts me. Okay. Okay. So I'm going okay, so to tell you like, and I think that's important for people to know, not only in asking like background questions, mm-hmm. because I'm a, quote-unquote therapist in my day job so I understand why she did mm-hmm. that but in the aspect of getting your background first and going into like what's currently wrong the roasting is literally helping you see yourself yes because I think when you come in as a client a lot of times you don't really know what's going on in your own mind mm-hmm. so when you talk to somebody and you give that objective opinion mm-hmm. it's like Oh my God, girl! You just literally read me right. Read me my right. Just read all my right. Um, yes. that's exactly what it is because you know we go in with this jaded view. We see ourselves mm-hmm. this way, but until we talk to some somebody that can, what I like to say about it is somebody who is unbiased because you know we call our friends and you know, they're gonna kind of tell us what we want to hear. <sighs> what we want to hear, or we talk to our parents or our significant other or whatever, and they're going to kind of, you know, sugarcoat it, smooth it over. No, like a good therapist, a real therapist is going to give you the raw, real deal. Like, this is what's going on, and this is how we're going to fix it. But it starts with you. Like, I need to tell you about yourself. And that's that's the only way you're going to heal. You know, self-discovery mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. huge. And a lot of times, we don't yes. want to discover our own, you know, problems and issues that we have going on. We like to think that, you know, not that we're perfect, but, okay, this is not you know, this is not what's real. This is not me. That's not me. What you're saying? When all in all actuality, that's you. You know, yes. we don't like to hear about ourselves. We don't like to hear. It. Yes. It's, it's never fun yes. to hear that. You know, sometimes you're the problem. You know. Okay, so 
how many sessions do you think after you went initially from your first one that you felt like you started to feel better okay um i will actually say about the third session um so we started to i started to feel better because we started like i said initially i went in there thinking about this breakup and i need to get help over this breakup like i just want to get over him that's all i'm here for we didn't even talk about that's about three months later we started talking about stuff from my childhood and you know stuff that i had grown up dealing with or you know that i didn't even never in my mind thought would be having the effect on me that it is and so i started to take a look back into myself like okay you know she what she what she told me was like we're gonna get into that but we're gonna talk about what has led you to that because the relationship is not the problem the relationship and the breakup only brought out some things that was already going on inside and some things that you were already dealing with. He didn't make you depressed. The relationship didn't make you depressed. You're battling some inner, you know, demons and things that you got going on that you need to get to the root of the core of, or you're gonna keep taking it into the same, you gotta keep dealing with it in every relationship you're getting into and then thinking it's the yes. relationship, it's not the relationship. Yes, yes. So about the third session was really when we had delved into some questions about my childhood. And like I said, she had read me a couple of rights. <laughs> and after she read, but it was in love. It, it was in love. Yeah. But the thing that I yeah. enjoyed the most about it was not only did she after she did her roasting, she gave me ways to help. You know, to to mm -hmm. to um come up with healthy routines. You know, even to change mm -hmm. the way my morning started, to change the way my day started. And I started to notice, like, okay, maybe this is I don't find myself focusing on that so much now, like I did before. So I feel like maybe about the third session, which I go bi-weekly, so every other week. So about maybe a month in or a month and a half in, um, I started to notice a change in the, even my thinking pattern and the way I was dealing with some of my own thoughts and some of my own feelings. Mm -hmm. And I call therapy, and I say this to you all the time, my open confessional with mm -hmm. God, because God is in the space, mm -hmm. have to be, to be in that space he has to be present and i think that is an open confessional open release for you to be able to release whatever yeah. has been holding you down mm -hmm. and have you bound mm -hmm. mentally and spiritually out mm -hmm. and so you did it in the space and even after the third session you started to feel better which is phenomenal mm -hmm. okay so i want you to talk briefly so obviously how well let me ask this question how long had how long are you still going? Do you, how long have you been going? If you are still going to see her? Yeah, um, I'm still going. Um, I don't go as frequently because she has this thing mm -hmm. to where you start off going based on how you feel like, you know, how much help you feel like you need. So you can go weekly, mm -hmm. bi-weekly, once a month, you know, every other month. I started off going bi-weekly. Um, it has kind of grown down to where I go once a month. Um, mm -hmm. I do still go. I've been going now um, about six months. Mm -hmm. So it's been a minute since I've been going. But um, the thing that I like about her also is that she doesn't pressure you to keep coming. She asks at every at the end of every session, do you feel like you still need me? Do you feel like, how do you feel? Do you feel like you, you're done? Like you, you've gotten to your plateau of as much healing as you can get, as much self-discovery? Or do you feel like you there's more? You Are you still dealing? Mm -hmm. Are you still going? And so I'm still going because I'm still dealing with stuff. I'm still having my own mm -hmm. issues. I'm still battling some of my own thoughts and feelings. So I'm going to, yeah. this may be a lifelong thing for me. I don't know, but you know. Yeah. I'm still I'm still in the process of going now. I don't go as frequently, like I said, but I, I do still go. 
Okay, and then even from going now, six months later, how do you feel? Oh my gosh, it's made a tremendous difference in my life. Tremendous. Um, it just changed the way, it has changed my whole thinking process. You know, how I recalibrated my mind, um, how I respond to situations. Um, mm. One thing that she told me was that I, I act solely off emotion. Like, I'm so, you know, I don't even think before. <laughs> If I'm feeling it, I'm finna just go. It's like I don't even think about what I'm finna say, what I'm finna do. I'll bust out in tears, anything. I'm just like, I, I'm like, so she taught me how to separate emotions from reality. And she Ooh, told me, you know, good. she was like, you're you're emotional, you know, but your emotional is not your emotions are ne not necessarily reality. It's just your emotions mm -hmm. are what you're thinking at the moment, which is causing you to have these certain feelings, but that's not, that may not necessarily be the truth. Yeah, feelings aren't facts. Your feelings aren't always facts. So, um, yeah, it has helped me, you know, cope with my emotions. I still have my little moments and I still struggle for sure with some things, but um, how I handle situations and how I can see red flags now before they, you know, the, the goal now is to see the red flag before you run into the red flag and crash and burn. <laughs> exactly. So now that exactly. I know and I have caught some of these things that I was dealing with, you know, before and I and I was able to learn um, what what the red flags were, I'm able to see them far, far ahead before I run into them and crash and burn. So it is helping exactly. and it is still helping tremendously. Absolutely. Okay, so that's, I'm going to get into that too. So how do you believe therapy has assisted you in your spiritual relationship with God? Okay. Um, one of the things that when I was seeking out a therapist, um, she had to be a Christian. You know, um, that was one of my, that was a deal breaker for me. Like I, the therapist had to be a Christian. Not necessarily. We had to shout and, and speak in tongues and, and anoint with oil every therapy session. But I wanted her to know, you know, like if I'm going to go to you for help, I need you to know who I know. You know, we got to be on one accord. Yeah, this is a part of who this I am. This is a part of who yeah. I am. So, you know, that was one of the things that um, was important to me. So I realized that, you know, she would give me um, podcasts to listen to, like apps she mm -hmm. had like an app that she made me download it was a meditation app but it was speaking like sermons and and, and um mm -hmm. spiritual words to you and and one thing she really told me to do is unplug like i mean straight up unplug like turn the cell phone off turn the tv off and dedicate some time out to my day to just sit and think and just you know and then that time instead of me just initially i started off just sitting and thinking or whatever but it got to a point where i wanted to um I was like, well, I can write, I can write, I can journal, I can pray, I can read the scripture. So it started to become routine and it started to become a habit. And you know, before I knew it, I was, I was looking for, I couldn't wait to get off work. I'm like, I'm about to get off work, I'm about to go home and I'm about to open this word. I'm about to read, I'm about to, yes. I'm about to listen. I'm a, I'm a visual and um, auditory person too. So I like to listen to stuff and see things. So I would put my earphones in or turn something on in my car and I'm listening to it on the way home, a sermon or, you know, a podcast. And before I knew it, like I said, it became routine. So it started to enhance my spiritual life because I, I started to crave more. I wanted more mm -hmm. of that. It started to make me feel better, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, and then, yeah. so when I started to devote that to my time, I didn't have time to think about what I was over here sad about or mm -hmm. this relationship mm -hmm. or this breakup. You were pouring back no, into you. Yeah. I was pouring more. You and I started back. to notice that it was even making me healthier. My mindset was yeah. getting healthier. I was starting to, you know, think before I act. 
I was starting to think before I respond. And I started to notice that my emotions were starting to come more into tact. And, right. and I was starting to gain a little bit more control of my thoughts and my, right. and I would, you know, it, so it, it was helping me out a lot spiritually. Um, like I said, how did it, how did it change your perception of God? Cause I think that's because like I knew you had said at one point you were angry towards him, but even after going therapy, how do you think your perception of God changed? Um, let me see. I feel like my perception of God changed because I realized that um, what he really wanted me to do was come to him. Like you said, come to him, you know, just, mm -hmm. the, just stop, just stop everything else. I'm, you run into everything and everybody else, but me. And it was just like, you know, I just felt like he really wanted me to just like take a minute, just stop, just just shut everything down and just like I'm the only person, you know, I feel like God put therapists in positions just like he put me as a as a, a occupational therapist in position to help other people who need my services, just like a therapist is in position to help me. You know, and, and I feel like God put her in position to do that for me. Yeah. You know, and it was my job. You know, we pray and, you yeah. know, but faith without works is dead. So the work for me was yeah. to go out here and seek some therapy and take the first yeah. step. And so, and God was like, once yes. you take that step, I got you the rest of the way. I'll lead you the rest yes. of the way. And that's truly what yes. it, it felt like. Everything, once I took that step, that leap of faith and just stepped out and was like, okay, I'm just going to trust you. And trust that this is gonna work out for me. Everything else just started to reel in. Everything else just started to follow. I just felt like everything just started to line up accordingly. And I was like, okay, so you know, you were there. All sometimes we feel like I God feel ain't like there, God, but he be there. <laughs> I feel like God yeah. had neglected me. I'm not. I, I felt neglected. I felt like he wasn't listening. I used to tell. I used to joke and tell my friends all the time. I'm sitting up here praying. I bet God up there with Dre B. So he ain't even listening to me. <laughs> 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 and I was like, you know, a lot of times we feel like that. We feel like God has forgotten about us. God has neglected us. But that's not the case. The the case is, you know, he didn't say that we wouldn't go through things that we wouldn't. He just said, I wouldn't, I won't leave you or forsake you. Why I'll be by your side while you're going through it to help yes. guide you and lead you through yes. it. And that's what it was. I felt all this time that God was neglecting me. He wasn't listening to me. Mm. You weren't, you ain't even yes. me. And the whole time now, you know, looking back, I realized that he was with me every time I went to that therapy session, even on the days I didn't feel like going, I was like, you know, something would just make me feel like, okay, you're going because you need to go. He was with me the whole time. The whole And then you end up looking forward to you end up like, looking yeah, I'm this coin. <laughs> go take my money real quick. Let's have a conversation. You looking forward I to going. To... Yes. Girl. I, I first session I came in, arms folded, attitude. Now I come in there bouncing, skipping down the hall, calling her, where you at? We got a four o'clock. What what time are you coming? <laughs> I get my money the first two minutes. I'm like, here, girl. She's like, let me write you something like, no, let me just get to talking. We can wear the never seat later. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> okay, so how do you feel like therapy changed and improved your relationships with people? Um, I will say that it changed my um expectations. Um, mm -hmm. I was the person that always went into relationship with expectations and not saying you're not going to have expectations everybody has expectations when they're in a relationship um but i didn't focus so much on the expectation now as i do on the holistic person and you know um who the person is um yeah. i've learned how to like i said 
control my emotions a little bit better, um, separate emotions from reality. I still struggle with it. I'm not even going to lie. I'm still dealing with it. I'm still learning some new techniques. I'm still learning how to balance some things. But it, it taught me how to, you know, um, see the warning signs before you get to the crashing point. Um, oh, yes. Oh. Which is important, which is, is super mm -hmm. important. Um, like I said, we sat down. I sat down with my therapist, and we actually made a list. Um, you know, as far as me joining, getting into another relationship, I had a deal breaker, straight up deal breaker. Like I'm not even entertaining this person. Um, if this is, you know, first date, if he say this, if he got this, if he doing this, we, we ain't going no further. Then I had, you know, some things that I could kind of like, uh, maybe, okay, we'll see how it goes. And then I had some things that's just like, okay, this is what I want. So we kind of used it in the analogy of a traffic light. So my deal breakers would be a red light. Like red what light. you do on the red light, you stop. It's like, I'm not going any yeah. further. This is the deal breaker. We're stopping at this red light. Like I don't have to tell him the thing. The key for, for me was not to share my deal breakers or my, my lights with anybody else, but to know personally. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's good. I would notice, you know, if I, if I started talking to somebody or, you know, initiating when I was dating, um, if this was a, a stoplight, I'm stopping. Like this is this is a red flag. I'm stopping at this point. Then there were some things mm -hmm. that were probably not so much that I, I didn't like, but I also kind of could deal with. And that would be my yellow light. Okay, we're gonna cruise a little bit. I'm gonna see how this yeah. goes. And then there were some things mm -hmm. that I just really, really wanted to wanted and look for in a mate and really wanted in a husband and looking forward to in um in the person that I, I plan to spend my time with, that would be my green light. So, you know, we use right. it as an analogy and she said, okay, we're going to, we're going to take these things and, and use them in your relationships from um, now henceforth. And we're going to treat it like a, a, like you're driving a car. So if you right. continue to go through them red lights, you're going to either get end, up, end up with some tickets or you're going to keep ending up in accident. Ooh, that's good, girl. <laughs> that's good. So, that's you know, I, I, I really, I, I think about that all the time, even now. And that's what I'm using, you know, in, in, in how I'm moving forward in my life and in my relationships and everything. So, you know, just taking metaphors and analogies like that just to help me move forward and how I handle some things in my relationship. And even how I respond, she's taught me how to not be so you know, how to pick my battles. Woo, that's a big one for me. Pick my battles. Um, I'll be ready to address everything right then and there, like blow it up. Like we finna talk about this. This is an issue. And I had to learn, you know, to put my emotions in check sometimes and just, you know, think about what's important and what's not important. And, you know, pick my battles because you know mm -hmm. everything does not have to you know be blown up and blown out of proportion and that and i have to put my emotions require, in check yeah and so, everything doesn't require us fixing everything mm -hmm. like i think when we try to be in control we want to immediately fix it yes. and it's like sometimes take your hands off let it be and let it be a process yes and that's that is so like that light analogy like i feel like i'm going to steal it like that is so <laughs> good like give hard say yes if you like that i love that yes that's a, it's okay. a and i still use it she told me that i think i want to say she taught me that analogy within probably the, those first three sessions and six months later i'm still thinking about that all the really time so i'm good. still using that and applying it to my life that's so good that's so good okay so let me ask this question having had been through this experience what would you tell somebody about going to therapy especially because like What's interesting about your story is very different from Char um, 
Diavola and Janae, and they have had multiple uh, situations with therapy, and you've had your one. Mm -hmm. So having had come into it with reservations, even with family not necessarily agreeing, talk about what would you tell somebody who's never been to therapy before? Um, okay, so I would say for sure to know what, what your outcome goal is. Um, what you're seeking to gain from going to therapy. Like, what, what, what do you expect to gain from this? How do you want this to help you? Like, what are you expecting to gain from it? Um, I would say do your research. Um, for sure, you want to um, find someone that's suitable to your personality. That is huge. Um, mm -hmm. You have got to find someone that, that meets your personality, that has the, the characteristics that you're looking for, whether it's being a Christian, whether it's being a male, Ooh, whether yeah. it's a female. You want to make sure that you have all of that aligned before you go and seek um, you know, counsel from this person. Um, but I would definitely say that you know, if you if you really want to make some changes in your life, like if you really, really want to change mentally, if you really want to change emotionally, if you really want to heal, like make some really, some, develop some good habits and routines in your in your daily walk period, whether it's from a relationship, whether it's from in, in your daily walk, because your mental health is mm -hmm. everything, who, everything, who you are everything. is your mental health. Um, mm -hmm. then I think that going to therapy is the best decision that anybody can make. I really do. It has been right. so helpful for me. Um, I don't think that it's necessary. A lot of times we feel like, you know, therapy is only for divorced couples, people who are going through a divorce or people who are getting ready to get married, going to seek marriage counseling. No, like you can go to therapy for anything. If you're dealing with, you know, anxiety, depression, yes. you know, you don't know how to handle how you're feeling, your emotions, you know, whatever. You Transitions, everything. Yeah. And, and and what I like about it, like I said, it's unbiased. It's somebody that don't know you. They get to know you over time, but it's unbiased. You don't got to worry about somebody, you know, judging you, um, you know, getting, or knowing your business, knowing your business, um, telling you stuff that, you know, that's not necessarily the full holistic truth, yeah. um, giving you a little sugar-coated advice. No, it is. It's it's the real deal. It is the real deal for yes. sure. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. And one of my last questions, uh, which we kind of touched on a little bit, but I really want you to kind of say, um, kind of what you think about this. Do you feel like there are a lot of misconceptions about therapy and seeking outside help in the Christian community? Oh yeah, it is definitely. Um, it is definitely um, a stigma because I feel like a lot of people feel like uh, a lot of Christians, for sure, feel like you know if they go to therapy that they that's that's showing or or saying that they don't trust God. And that is not that's not the case at all. That they that they're putting someone before you know God, and we know that God is omnipresent. He is at all places at all the time at all times, and we know that He does all things. Like nothing nothing is done without Him. So I don't I don't think that that's the case at all. I think, like I said, I feel like God puts therapists in position for a reason. Just like we have our careers and we have our jobs, and you know what, whatever we whatever career we have or whatever we do, we're helping someone else. They're in position to help us. God appointed them and, and blessed them with that gift as well to help us. Yes. So I feel like yes. um, you know that does not mean that I don't trust God. It doesn't mean that I don't you know believe that prayer works. That you know that I, I'm I don't you know I'm I'm not 
you know, putting my faith in God. I don't believe that that means that yes. at all. And I think that that's a huge stigma that we have. I feel like you can go to therapy and still pray because I didn't stop praying and I didn't stop reading the yes. word and I didn't stop going to God just because I started going to Dr. Temple. Like, no, yeah. I would still come home at the end of the day and pray and I would still talk, even talk to God about some of the things that we had talked mm -hmm. about. You know, God, what do you want me to take from this therapy session? What is it yes. that you're trying to show me? What is it that you're trying? So I correlated my faith and therapy and together they work wonders. So I think that, yes. that you you know that stigma it should it's definitely something that should be broken because it's, it's you know yeah. you can be a christian and still go seek wise counsel from a therapist yes girl <laughs> yes say that sis. say that and i think that it's so god that is so true like people don't you can be bound mm -hmm. and you don't even know it yes. and the resources are there and mm -hmm. it's just like go get the help it's nothing wrong yes. with the, the resources are don't there. you ain't got to tell nobody if you want if you want to right exactly you don't have to tell nobody right exactly okay so those are really all of my questions real quickly if people are interested in maybe seeing your therapist mm -hmm. how would they get in contact with her do they need to send you a message or whatnot um they could send me a message or you know email or something my email is sharnika t thomas at yahoo.com or you can go to my blog which is again noblenika.com and i have a link on there where you can also contact me but um her name is dr audrey Townsell um at calyx which is c-a-l-y-x psychological services and she's located mm -hmm. on poplar and perkins um she has very okay um she's very good open availability and open schedule she is taking new clients i believe um i actually informed her that i would be doing this so that she should kind of <laughs> she should kind of open Give up her schedule a little <laughs> bit because you never know you know someone may want to reach out to her after you know hearing my testimony so um, I definitely, you know, I'm available if someone wants to find out how to get in contact with her. But again, she is Dr. Audrey Tunsil at um, Calix Psychological Services. Mm -hmm. And then I have some resources. Um, I didn't talk about these on Janae's uh, uh, interview, but I'm bringing them here too. So if you're here and you were listening to this and missed them, um, openpathcollective.com, which is a website. I sought my therapist there. It's a website with a network of therapists all over the country who offer services for really, really cheap, between 30 to $50. Mm -hmm. My therapist normally charges anywhere from 100 to 150 dollars mm -hmm. and i only thought it's 40 dollars session um there's also psychology today mm -hmm. and i think Brittany walsh um put on my status last week therapy for black is it there therapy for black girls.com which is a resource you can look up a therapist for african-american women oh, so um, and that's, I really, I looked that up and it's a really good resource. So it's tons of different options and looking for therapists if you're interested. Uh, also Talkspace was one of the ones that I've mm -hmm. talked about in the, in the past. Um, so all of those are open to you. If you have any questions, feel free to send me or Sharnika a message. Mm -hmm. Um, and then lastly, I want you just to kind of briefly kind of talk about what you talk about on your blog, how that came about and <laughs> I know because I know that's a story and then uh where people can of course find you on social media okay so my blog um actually came about from you know me going to therapy 
Uh, one of the coping mechanisms that she gave me was to write, write out my feelings, write out my thoughts. I have always been a speaker. Um, I used to do speaking engagements when I was a little girl. Uh, my mom had me in all type of oratorical contests and um, yes. speaking engagements and all this stuff. So I've never been, you know, afraid to talk. Um, and I've always had a love for writing. Um, actually, I kind of wanted to major in journalism and writing when I was in college. I ventured off into another field. <laughs> I ventured off into another field, but you know, that's still an underlying talent and gift that I really, really love. Um, I love to write. So I figured, you know, why not take something that I'm passionate about and, you know, use it to help somebody. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I had already heard of blogging, you know, and I will even say that the enemy tried to come against me initially with opening my own website, you know, and launching my own blog because it's, so many bloggers. It's everybody blogging. We got fashion bloggers. We got food bloggers. Mm -hmm. Everything. Mm -hmm. But you know, God told me I want you to do this because you know I will separate you from the the rest. Your work yourself. You know, it doesn't matter what I got anybody else over here doing. You you just worry about what I told you to do, and I'm gonna make yeah. sure that you know your gift will speak for itself. I, your gifts will make room for you, and that is the truth. So I just, you know, I meditated and I prayed about it for a year in silence. I didn't tell anybody that I was going to do it. You know, I didn't even tell my mama until my blog almost launched like a week before it launched. She was like, you've been working on this. How long? I, I sat down and I, I thought about, you know, how I wanted to do everything, what I wanted my topics to be about, everything. So, you know, I put a lot of time and energy and thought into it. Uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of prayer, a lot of staying up at night you know, talking to God about, you know, and I went, I had my reservations. I went back and forth with myself a lot because like I said, it was so many people blogging. I was like, I'm just going to be another blogger. Who going to want to read my stuff? You know, they're going to be like, who is she to tell me about this? And that was nothing but the enemy, you know, but so I ended up, you know, just um, turning in my journalism and my thoughts and my feelings into um, blog posts because I felt like, you know, one of the things that I dealt with was not knowing it, I felt like I was alone. I felt like I was the only person dealing with mm -hmm. what I was feeling and the things that I was going through. Mm -hmm. And to know that somebody else is going through the same things you're going through and having these, it helps you. It helps you to know that you're not alone. So my goal was to launch this blog in hopes that, you know, somebody would come across it. I don't care if it was just yes. one person. Somebody would yes. come across it and, and read one of my blog posts and see my website and say, Dang, I'm dealing with that, or I'm going through that. She, she, yes. she just like me, we're the same, you know, we're going yes. through the same thing, and that it would help them yes. to know that you know you can overcome it and you can deal with it. So, that was the purpose yes. of me launching my blog and launching my website, which I said focuses on three, three of the most important topics to me, which is my faith, um, health and wellness, because that includes the mental health as well, and um, lifestyle, which just talks about relationships, yes. you know, everyday lifestyle, shopping, dressing, what friendships, whatever. So, yes, you know, like yes. I said, you can find that again at uh, Noble Nika, which is N-O-B, um, the number one, E-N-I-K-A.com. And I actually, God gave me the vision to name it Noble Nika. A lot of people was like, why did you name it Noble Nika? Because it's based off of my favorite scripture, which is Proverbs 31, which says, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And that yes, girl. is amazing. Come on, <laughs> That scripture is amazing to me, and that is my goal in life, is to be a, we, we, a lot of women say it, but they don't know what it means and what it entails mm -hmm. 
to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And that is my goal yeah. in life, to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And that is why I'm going to therapy. So if you want to be a Proverbs 31 woman, you need to go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, is um, I how I got my OG. blog started. And that was, you know, the vision that God gave me to launch my blog. Yeah. Um, I'm also on Facebook. And my Instagram is Sharnika Thomas, Sharnika.Thomas. Um, that's pretty much my only social sites and my website, of course, which you can reach me on yes. there as well. Okay, girl. Well, thank you all for watching. I have literally enjoyed this entire one, this series with this interview. I have enjoyed this so much. If you have any questions about going to seek therapy or thinking about it, be sure to watch all three live series, uh, live um, videos. And of course, Shanika, thank you so much, sis. Thank you so much, Rosalind. Thank you for oh, thinking girl. of me and wanting and asking. You could have asked anybody to participate in this, but God put it on your heart to ask me, and I don't take yes. it lightly. And I thank you so much for even considering it. Yes. Of course, of course, of course. And I love you all that are watching. Um, thank you again. And I'm just so happy. So, all right, y'all, have a good evening. Thanks, sis. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Right, bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.